trying to take a moment and just figure out um i don't i i just don't want i just don't want mike to whine anymore i've hated him since before the pandemic and then during the pandemic he just he made everything worse he had some good ideas like his big thing is that he thinks every life is sacred but mm -hmm. he cares not about their quality of life and yeah, that's basically it. Every life is sacred, but your quality of life depends on. Um... <sighs> he can get bent. I, I have a, I have a conspiracy theory. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my tinfoil hat theory. Do you do you want to share with the with the with the crowd? All right. So, birth rates down. It's been going down for a while. Mm -hmm. Every year decreases. Uh -huh. But to keep capitalism alive, we need we need workers. <laughs> so so they're forcing people to not to not you know get abortions and to uh to you know keep the keep the cow yeah. going. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's why the Republicans are pushing uh pro life so much and. Uh, how uh, everything's being pushed pro life, so so the herd, so the herd doesn't go down, so we can get more jobs and keep capitalism going. They're taking our gerbs in Mexico, though. Yeah, I mean that's also weird. It's like we we have such a weird thing about like open borders. Like, we want to close the borders, but like you know, people from like across the borders definitely want to work. Yeah, I totally get what you mean, and it's because in other countries they're actually like, you know, like their currency means like shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So at least... yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of people. Not a lot of people, but I know of. I mean, I know you've talked about it before, where you know people that will get jobs here and then go back and send money back to their homeland or yeah. back to their home. And yeah, because it's common. I mean the value here it's like it just translates to more money abroad now you never hear about a canadian doing that i will say unless it's like a truck driver who's traveling from border to border or some international businessman who's you know going from canada down to here but right you never hear about people on the border of montana trying to sneak in and <laughs> steal our jobs you know what i mean but you do mm -hmm. i i have heard because i asked uh I asked somebody at one point, staunch Republican, right? How they felt yeah. about the wall being built. And they were talking about yada, 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 this, yada, 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 that. And I'm like, oh, I meant the one up in Canada. And he's like, good. We don't need that type of thinking down here. So on the South, we have <laughs> the border where we're afraid of our jobs being taken from us. But in the North, we have, we don't want them to be coming down here and influencing us. <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> Canada don't want us anyway. Oh, God, yeah. Canada yeah. actually, there was this island. I think it was in Nova Scotia or Peninsula, or maybe it was just the coast. Um, I think it was like kind of up north, but on the east coast of uh, Canada. They said when Donald Trump became president that they would offer asylum to the U.S. <laughs> to the people of the U.S. who wanted to move there. Perfect. Yeah. I wonder so, if anyone took them up on that. I'm sure at least two people did. Yeah. They, they probably regret it because there's nothing up there. But that sounds perfect to me. I mean, I'm not saying like being in Canada sounds perfect necessarily. What I'm saying is like it was a small town where like there was hardly anything going on. So you're talking like living in the middle yeah. of fucking nowhere, right? Right. And living in the middle of nowhere, that actually sounds pretty good to me anymore. It, it, I, it doesn't I'd, sound bad. I'd prefer Montana, but... As long as you have internet, like you can pretty much do anything you want. Amazon will deliver anywhere. And That's once they get point. drone technology, then yeah. we're, we're, they're good to go. It would really suck to be part of Amazon's free five day shipping plan, though. I rely on them too much. <laughs> yeah. But like in a small town, <clears throat> you just kind of like get a gig somewhere locally and then uh, make bread or something at the bakery and then you just go home and chill. Did you ever see, uh, did you ever watch Dexter? Uh, I mean, I watched some, oh, very, very little of it. 
No, okay. Well, I won't ruin the ending for you. I know uh, he faked his death, went to some t- small town. Yeah, well, the theory was that he went to Canada. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and he became a trucker. Oh, okay. Good for him. And then his son became a serial killer. No, that that's that's new blood. That he ends up in a small town, and mm. I mean that's actually not a bad spinoff. But like, the kid just lacks any good personality. So mm. they tried to make it into like a tween sort of. It almost felt very like Twilighty to me to some yeah. degree, where the kid was just like in love with this girl and blah blah blah, and then like at the end he ends up like going away somewhere else and. escape everything that happened which whatever i mean the kids i don't know he's not going to get paid overtime in the state of ohio (laughs) so yeah exactly fuck that dream or i mean i think other states have even adopted this by the way what is it called it's called portal to portal Mm -hmm. yeah i got it chrome fuck you Um, portal to portal act states and by the way welcome to ethica america a podcast about where we are as a country how we got here and uh how we can change or if we can change for the better and also (laughs) how we talk about dexter yeah yeah oh dear god yeah and i am your host i hate mike dewine Um, and i'm aaron and I moved away from Mike. I have a uh, who's my governor? Tony Evers. Tony Evers is my governor. He's a Democrat. He's a Democrat, so he's probably he's probably for human rights. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, both sides of the equation kind of suck, dude. I mean, when you think about yeah. it, it's... I mean, th- look at Nancy Pelosi as an example. Oh, like, I mean, I hate her so much. Like Nancy Pelosi's like net worth. Let me look this up. Nancy Pelosi. Well, is Nancy Pelosi the one that has the husband that runs a hedge fund? Yeah, yeah. And her, um, that is a lot of numbers. She's worth a hundred and close to a hundred and fifteen million dollars. Oh, perfect. So you tell me how somebody. How much uh, she's she was like a senator of California or something. I don't know. She's like speaker of something now. I don't I don't even know what current position she has. All I know is that like she's always tooting a big horn. But that net worth, I mean, she was a senator. So senator Mm -hmm. wage. How do you get that wage? How do you get a value of one hundred and fifteen million if you're um salary is $174,000 a year. So let's just do some quick math here as an example, right? Yeah. Um so 115 million. Yeah. yeah right, three more zeros and let's divide that by 200,000 just to be fair since we're overestimating on everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You would have to work for 575 <laughs> years in that position to have that net worth. Yeah. Well, luckily Pelosi's husband Founded and runs the venture capital firm Financial Leasing Services. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, when you think about it, if you have a bunch of insider information, like, <laughs> that makes your job a lot easier. Yeah. I remember <sighs> um, I remember that there was, like, huge talks about, uh, like, uh, senators and Republicans and basically politicians not be able to invest. And yeah. Pelosi's like, no, nah, we're not going to let that happen. Like, well, why would you let that happen? Yeah. I mean, think about it. I mean, that's kind of her. Um, that's kind of her bread and butter. Like, yeah, but, it's kind of like putting term limits on senators and representatives, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think four is probably a fair number, right? Yeah, three or four, right? Because the first term, they're probably not going to get much done. They'll start getting the hang of it probably mid middle of their first term right mm-hmm. and then you wouldn't really want them to be in a position of like that for more than you know eight to ten years right so we'll just yeah. say three terms because the longer they're in that position yeah they might be able to get some shit done but they're going to get some shit done that like 
obviously benefits them. <laughs> so yeah, I so I think it would be easier for lobbyists to like persuade them into voting in a certain way with cash money. Yeah. I mean, just it's look just at kind of how Thomas is doing. I mean, <laughs> Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. Thomas Clarence. You mean Thomas Aquinas? Oh no, you mean Thomas Clarence? Those are entirely different people. The joke didn't really land where I wanted it to at all. Um, Clarence bad jokes. But they can't all be singers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Clarence Thomas. Yeah, the Supreme I mean, Court judge, right? Or maybe yeah, he's just the state judge. I, I mean, he, Some... he's basically on the Supreme Court collecting money and then pers- voting in the way where it gets him the most money. Let's look at Clarence Thomas's net worth while we're at it. Yeah. His minimum net worth is, is 600000 and his maximum is a million. Now, what does a Supreme... Oh, annual salary is 220000 a yeah. year for him. So, I mean, it seems yeah. fine. It seems realistic, yeah. but like, and because I, mean, I think he's been, on, on, he's been on the court for what, years? I have no idea, dude. So, but simultaneously, that one doesn't seem nearly as bad as Nancy Pelosi. No. We can look at Donald Trump's net worth if you wanted, but that yeah. one's just a whole different can of worms. Yeah, we don't know if he is dirt poor. <sighs> And just living off a dream. We can't. Or... <laughs> he won't release his tax returns. <laughs> but he doesn't have to because he's the goddamn president of the United States. Yeah. I will say, I... like, with all this trial stuff going on right now, this is a real dangerous precedent for people to be setting, by the way, where you're suing an ex-president for shit like this. Like, don't get me wrong. Not a fan of the dude. Not advocating for him at all. But... Yeah. This is a dangerous precedent. I mean, <laughs> because now he... every time a president, like, you know, they don't win the next term, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you want to silence that person, right? Yeah. The easiest way to do that, just find something to sue them for because they all do something <clears throat> wrong. We all do. We're all human. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also think that um, if anyone does anything illegal, president, ex president, sitting president, they should have a court date yeah i'd agree with that too i'm just saying that this is going to end up with a bunch of people lashing out but simultaneously maybe that's for the better yeah it needs to be consistent honestly well yeah yeah it's consistent it's fine yeah arrest everyone (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll get into police brutality later on how all that (laughs) pans out but but yeah you're actually not wrong there it's it's uh situation that i didn't really think of here i am thinking about how the system's always corrupt right and about how yeah. like certain people do better than others but like if every president gets sued after they uh yeah. if they <laughs> do something term, bad <laughs> then it's That's... really only gonna like lead to you know what i'm saying it, that yeah. would really only lead to some positive it's just not something that I had thought about previously. So my mind yeah. is kind of boggled with the possibility because here I am like, no, nah, like some politicians are doing their best and it would be unfair for them to be sued. And then I remember that there's like three politicians that I like. Mm-hmm. So, so the chance yeah. and uh, yeah. I mean, so I like, like yeah, let them fuck them all. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple that are fine. Like the ones that you don't hear about, are probably fine and <laughs> they're probably yeah. just doing their best um but i mean there's some i mean i like i like aoc i know a lot of people don't like aoc but i think she's fine i think she's doing her best i like bernie i think he's been doing the exact same thing he's been doing for the past like four forty years, years. <laughs> like he's been super consistent like he's been I, alive for at least five hundred thousand years yeah um but like, I don't know. Yeah, like I really like. Uh, well, I mean, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I really liked her. I mean, she's dead now. Uh, but yeah. like, she always tried to be fair. You yeah. know. I mean, and surprisingly, like one of her best friends was who's that guy Scalia, Anthony Scalia. They would always like have fun, just kind of like arguing with each other, and it's like. Mm-hmm. 
good on them. Like, you know, they're like completely different, like people, right? Different views, yeah. different everything. But it's like she found common ground and, you know, they, they kind of enjoyed each other. It's like, yeah, polar opposites, but. I don't know, but a lot of things that Ruth Bader Ginsburg did, she didn't necessarily do them because she wanted to or she loved the idea. She did them because she felt it was necessary and she kind of, I don't know, she's awesome, but it's um, yeah. not really a politician. That's more of a federal no. judge sort of thing. Right. But, but like Elizabeth Warren, like love her. Like, I yeah, mean, there I are some things great. that, there, there are a couple things that she's done that like, or wants to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's like, eh. But like, honestly, as far as like a proven track record, like she's pretty upstanding generally. She, yeah. I don't know. I like her a lot. I have nothing but good things to say about her. Yeah. I think one of the issues that people have with politicians in office is like, they'll say that they want to do something and it might be in the best attention, but it just might not be plausible. I mean, just like with Biden yeah. trying to, ban natural gas for stoves and things like that but god don't even get me started that one pisses me off yeah i mean there's just <sighs> some stuff that like yeah if you just like look at something like in a vacuum then yeah i mean natural gas maybe should should be banned but i mean if you look at it more practical and broad then you're going to be like well a lot of people rely on natural gas and we can't just ban it well my issue isn't so much that he wants to ban it because mm-hmm. yeah eventually yeah, that kind of makes sense you know what i'm saying i mean going after stoves seems kind of ridiculous but i've never actually <laughs> looked into the greenhouse gases emitted from that but to have it done in four years what? Yeah. i can't imagine it being high with the amount of people who own gas stoves and the amount of people with outdated electrical panels and all that stuff that's to just wish that like this will happen in four years you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like that's a lot and what are you doing to help these people like upgrade their homes because i don't know if you know this but like electricians make bank so like and they don't make bank by like not doing shit. you know what i'm saying yeah they make bank because like they're the only people who are allowed to do a certain thing mm-hmm. yeah which basically whatever. like yeah i mean um let's see well i mean and there's good reason for that right because if your average joe went around trying to like you know do electrical work mm-hmm. yeah he'd probably get shocked to death like <laughs> Most people, I don't even want to say most people are dumb. It's just most people aren't great at everything, right? True. Like, like not everybody grew up in the sticks like I did, where it's not necessarily that you were poor, but your dad was like, I don't know. Like my dad's a good dude. He just was like, I can do the work myself mm-hmm. and super competent at doing the work himself. So it's like, it's not like he did it out of necessity necessarily. He did it, and it wasn't even out of being cheap, really. It was because he never trusted anybody to do it right. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I get it. Because, like, I, like, he's, you know, in the past, he had hired subcontractors to do X or Y, and they just did a piss poor job. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. So yeah. there's no reason to pay somebody an exorbitant fee when I can just do this for, you know, no, it's exactly. my time, but I, yeah. I know it'll be done right. I know the house won't burn down. Yeah, I have a plumbing issue right now, and uh, yeah. it's my basement faucet, and it's leaking from. God damn it! My basement faucet's leaking. Murderer! <laughs> Who who's the murderer? I think. Um... Amanda's mom just got home. <coughs> is she, so a, a, mur- is yeah. she a murderer? No. 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 So I have a... Well, the dog told me she's a murderer. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're they doing something. I don't know. I hate dogs. The one's a doctor. <laughs> yeah. So he wore glasses once and he impressed me. Yeah. He also ripped apart a stuffed ice cream cone in front of me once. As if in protest. 
So his intelligence is worth noting. So if he <laughs> says somebody's a murderer. <laughs> but you got a basement faucet issue. Yeah, I got a basement faucet. So uh... Well, let me help you diagnose this, okay? So you need to invest in a company and then make enough money to be able to pay for a plumber. Yeah. Yeah, because... What's the issue? Oh, I'm sorry. So basically, you know how faucets have like those uh, flex hoses that go from the supply outlets to the bottom of the faucet? Mm-hmm. Well, this one is all copper piping and the straight oh. copper piping into the faucet and it's leaking. So I don't want to like see so I would have to cut off all the copper piping and then put a fitting on for new outlets and then get flex hoses to go from the supply lines to the faucet. And I don't want to do all yeah. that. <laughs> well, the easiest way to do that, by the way, though, I hate them. Right. Um, yeah. Is you turn off the main water first, right? You yeah. cut your pipe using one of those special pipe cutters yep. that you slightly tighten over and over again, and then you use these shark bite fittings. Yep. Um, and they make them with a valve. And mm-hmm. I'm just telling you the things that you've told probably dozens of plumbers at this point. I mean, most of the plumbing advice I give people is they already have like supply line hoses, and it just goes into the outlet because most. Most houses now have those outlets going from the supply lines to the faucet. Yeah. My turn-off valves... Uh, this, bath, this bathroom was kind of redone about 20 years ago, so it was kind of just remodeled, and so there's just oh, copper piping going into it, and the shut-off valves are in like the laundry room, basically. So yeah. it was See, just done I do that prefer way. The- I do prefer the copper piping, right? Because once you learn to sweat copper piping in, right, mm-hmm. you'll you'll never forget how to do that. And it's a bit of a bitch to get it exactly right if you've yeah. never used solder before. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's plausible. I, I can do it. I've seen people do it. I know my dad did it and showed me how. But like, I don't want to solder in outlets just to put new flex hoses because it would just be easier. I mean, if you want to replace the yeah, faucet but... later down the road it's just you you make it you do the work now to make it easier for yourself in the future agreed yeah you make it the most maintainable you can and that's became the yeah. standard you know right um but all i was saying is you just sweat a new valve in right there yeah i can and definitely... then add the flex hose to it but true the shark bite thing it's way easier and it's almost foolproof it's just after five ten years or something like that it might leak in which case you just replace the shark bite yeah but if you it's worse in places that you don't notice it though because then you got water leaking inside your walls or wherever right you're like why is my water bill so high and then after paying that you're like my house is rotting out yeah (laughs) and then it's like that was probably a bad idea i mean i noticed that my faucet has been slowly dripping out of just the aerator but like it's just yeah. a cartridge issue. And then I noticed that and I just wanted to, because I have like an old faucet I found in the garage, just still on the package. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just replace it real quick. And so I looked under yeah. the counter to see like what the flex hoses look like. And then I'm like, oh, it's just all copper piping. Oh, and also <laughs> the bottom of the cabinet's wet. And also the pipes are a little wet. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, uh, it's above my pay grade. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to smoke real quick and then I guess we can dive in, right? Yeah. At least we did mention at least stockholders from Nancy Pelosi a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I hate her. Agreed. (sighs) I wish we had a better speaker. Wait, he's not, she's not the speaker anymore. I don't know what her current position is. Kevin McCarthy's the speaker now. And he's a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, current position. Come on, Google. 14 hours ago, Kevin McCarthy makes Kevin apples to oranges comparisons in response about Trump charges. Sounds oh, right. she's just a representative of California. Yeah. She annoys me. She looks like... She looks plastic, but like a... She just looks like plastic at this point. Plastic 
with a bunch of droops. I don't know how you accomplish that, but her surgeon did a great job on that. <sighs> Chuck Schumer's no better, by the way. Like he has what is it? His Chuck Schumer social media um, da- uh, family daughters. McCarthy compared the former president's false claims of election fraud to claims made by members of the Democratic Party in past elections. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Everyone kind of like, well, not everyone, but sometimes I'm just reading this like article and just kind of talking. No, nah, you're cool. But like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people go, oh man, this election was stolen from the other party, but like, this is different. <laughs> yeah. He yeah, went on. Yeah. He, he had like a team saying that uh, Dominion was fraudulent and then Dominion sued him and then he they won and now everyone else is getting sued for defamation. Like this Excellent. is, yeah, this is like, this is different than just being upset that the other party won and just saying, oh, it was stolen and things like that. Like there have been steps. <laughs> Yeah. Or taken. <laughs> Agreed. And it's not one bad decision. This is a series yeah. of bad decisions. Right. But like it's... he's he's oh go ahead. And it's also kind of like just saying that, you know, the Democrats blaming like Russian collusion for getting Trump elected rather than uh yeah. Hillary. I mean, except uh, there was proof of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's <laughs> and also... they found the proof and then they publicized the proof and everybody's like, it's too late now. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I guess maybe they're talking about those claims that were shown to be true, but maybe yeah. it was like past claims from like other elections where a team or like the Democrats are just upset that the Republican won. But uh, yeah. there has well, been mean... like just things happening that have been that are just different. I mean, blatant blatant lies and like defamation and lots of lawsuits i mean we haven't seen this before well and like the worst part is like kevin mccarthy right mm-hmm. he's no better than chuck schumer right chuck schumer is some democrat i don't remember i think he's from new york um right but like he's responsible for like bringing in these antitrust bills right mm-hmm. um that are they're gonna make sure that big tech pays right right <laughs> but his uh i think it's his daughter um <laughs> right she's a registered lobbyist at amazon oh my god no yeah why is this allowed <laughs> and like uh his other daughter right is a product marketing manager at facebook perfect so you put this guy in charge of this i could see them who being... has ties they... Maybe two of the biggest fucking tech companies in America. Well, hold on. Maybe he hates his kids and he got into office out of spite to make them lose money. Or maybe these companies hired them because (laughs) they had such ties to their dad. And they're like, oh, Oh. so you you went to the University of the People, which if you haven't looked it up before, that's a real online college, an accredited (laughs) online college where they advertise free tuition, but it's like five thousand dollars by the time it's all said and done but still like that's that's a great thing like five thousand dollars for your education in total right oh my god really not so bad that's pretty good that's the cheapest education you can get other than uh well that's their entire point well they they try to like they they actually really really go to lengths to try to keep it as affordable as they can right Mm -hmm. it's just they have certain fees along the way which i mean they're providing you with a great service for next to nothing so even if they say it's free but then there are fees involved they still got to pay their people you know what i'm saying yeah. like five thousand ten thousand dollars for a four-year degree in it yeah. or business or whatever that's not that's not that bad no it's not especially when it's accredited <laughs> yeah and just uh just imagine how cheap things are going to be when public things are sponsored by mega corporations <laughs> dear god yeah we were talking about that earlier now your high school cafeteria uh it might provide meals for your children at an affordable cost but it could have provide them for next to nothing thanks to mcdonald's so your cafeteria 
now sponsored by McDonald's, <laughs> is going to provide those healthy meals that your kids need to grow up big and strong. Yeah. At affordable cost to you because, like, you know, yeah, they'll eat McDonald's for five days a week, but then once they go on to college, they're going to get cravings for Big Mac Day. Like, we're, we're <laughs> passing along the savings to the consumer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really, yeah. I love that. And pitch. then McDonald's, they're doing it for free, mm -hmm. but then they'll get the tax money from it too, where they're double dipping essentially. Where, like, yeah. you know, there's uh, always some we're doing it for free. Here's our tax, you know, we, we deserve a tax break, and then they get a tax yeah. break for it, right? But then after that, it's, oh, well, we're doing this for free. So really, shouldn't we like get money from the government <laughs> since we're subcontracting this? Yeah. It's like, you don't get the double dip. Like, and McDonald's would have a field day with it. And that's that's not the only place that would do something like this. Think about right. Pfizer as a biology. Your, your biology class in your local high school is now sponsored yeah. by Pfizer. And we're going to go over the common problems that Pfizer is currently facing with every step of learning about meiosis and mitosis and yeah. cell parts. And when you go to dissect a pig, you're going to dissect a pig that was fed pills by what's another giant pharmaceutical company? Um, uh, alternatives. Oh my God. But Pfizer and Pfizer. who's the other one that did the, Oh, Johnson and Johnson and oh yeah, these Moderna. these pigs were these pigs were fed pills by Johnson and Johnson. Do you see the tumors there? Those are not normal. We're not going to study those, yeah. but these pigs were all. It's because they were given bad medication. We want you to know that Pfizer cares about you and your education, but and like it goes on and on, like in what? rural, in rural, uh, you know cities i guess you'd call rural areas that's a better word right and just wait for the rural. uh the mega church corporations that are sponsoring oh, our um science classes <laughs> i mean that's basically what texas is doing now with banning the books and then saying well you can and can't teach but still <laughs> i mean i'd be more worried about well you just <laughs> it's funny because you were talking about science classes right yeah. and i was thinking in my head i'm like i'd be more worried about them like fucking with english classes right uh, and then you gave an example of them fucking with english classes that i didn't know like how the fuck's today going ryan oh by the way i found <laughs> out mike dewine's a complete piece of shit beyond what i currently thought like you want to work overtime Ugh, different episode but like you want to work overtime in the state of Ohio? Cool, but don't necessarily accept that or expect that overtime pay. And then it's right. like, oh, cool. We're talking about like these ideas within like, you know, we'll just say Scientology as an example, where Scientology starts teaching science classes. Okay, well, what? at least it's not English classes. And then boom, Texas bans a bunch of books because like they ain't good Christian learning. And it's like, Fuck you guys. Like, come on. Wake the fuck up. If somebody is paying, like, if a company is paying for something, mm -hmm. right? They're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart. <laughs> they're doing it because eventually they can reap some sort of reward on it and they can wait. They don't mind waiting. <laughs> no, they're in it for the long run. Right. And it's... who are they doing it for? Yeah. And why are they doing it? They're doing it for like four people. <laughs> it's just Bob, Ted, and Jill. <laughs> yeah. They're just doing it for like them. Don't forget Craig. And we would kick Jill out, but then we'd seem sexist because she's the only girl in the group. So we need a girl in there. And she's also the only black person. So it's like a double negative. <laughs> oh, geez. I, I don't know how we got here, but here we are. <laughs> I got some ideas. I but mean, a lot of the this... things that we got here just involves like people being greedy and wanting to like make more money. Everything's just exactly. based around money and stockholders, shareholders, shareholders. Yeah, because yeah. it's not always stocks, but no, yeah, yeah shareholders. Yeah. I got, yeah. I got ten. No, I got twelve shares of a company. Oh, do you? Yeah. Are you rich? No. No. Maybe one day. I got a bunch of Dogecoin. 
I got like 400 Dogecoins, which I think is worth like three bucks. I'm not exactly sure how they're worth less than a dollar each or less than a penny each, but like. Uh, Less I, I saw Dogecoin was up to like 35 cents. No, let. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. 0. 0.076. 0. 0.076 cents? Yeah. So seven and a half cents. Or 0. 0.076 dollars. 0. 0.076 USD. Oh, okay. So yeah. I've made a killing in Dogecoin then. Yeah. Uh, when did it? Oh, yeah. That one day. It was, oh, it was 2021 where it hit like 64 cents and people cashed out. Yeah. yeah. But, oh man, has it taken a dive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is actually a time like to, over. this is a good time to buy, actually. Well, and you just kind of, Dogecoin was going to go somewhere, then yeah. I don't think it's going to go, but every now and then people will use, uh, cryptocurrency for embezzling so then it like just skyrockets for no reason every now and then so you just mm -hmm. kind of like hope you just kind of like invest like a hundred bucks in like a bunch of different cryptocurrencies and just see if they just if there's just doing some shady illegal stuff and it just shoots up for you know it's like maybe a buck and then you make a couple hundred dollars and then you're just good but the funny thing is that you seem to think that like this is only related to cryptocurrencies, but it actually works with real currencies oh, too. Yeah. And like, in you know, smaller countries, because like somebody thinks it's going to spike, and so somebody like invests, we'll just say a thousand dollars in some kind of currency, which ends up being like a million dollars in their currency, right? right. Well, and they'll just sit on that money for a couple of weeks, right, and yeah. then it'll go up to like. You know they'll, they'll double their profits i used to yeah. do that with my retirement fund where i'm like you know like uh, i don't know but it worked pretty well because i was on a retirement fund that like wasn't doing well right i kept losing money even after the company vested in me i just kept <laughs> losing money and i'm like i am hemorrhaging out my retirement to the point that it doesn't make any sense yeah if the company matches or not, because it just like, I start with a thousand dollars and it like the company doubles it to $2,000 and then somehow I'm left with $500. <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? How are I, you an investment firm? I don't know. I, the way the stock market works is just based off how rich people are manipulating it, but it's fair. I mean, All just right. look at naked sharing and uh, or naked shares and things like that. I mean, people will just hedge funds that don't have shares will sell them and then they'll fix it later so, or just pay a penalty. So I'm a little bit lost. I don't know what a naked share is. Naked short selling is when a, a hedge fund sell shares of a stock without actually borrowing or owning the shares beforehand oh yeah you've told me about this before yeah and i've meant to look it up but i i and i probably did i just forgot mm. so yeah and um so why why is that a, why is that a problem selling something that you don't own like i just sold my neighbor's car for him yeah exactly uh it's it's yeah. probably fine um, yeah, well, he doesn't think it's fine, but he got oh. like $500 because yeah. I collected 1500 for it, which mm -hmm. really had to go out of my way to get him that much cash. Yeah. So basically, I only profited a measly $1,000. Yeah. I mean, sometimes naked short selling is fine. I mean, I mean, usually the, the hedge fund borrows or borrows shares and then sells them and then tries to make a profit off of them so they'll borrow shares for let's say like ten dollars a share and then uh they hope that the stock does something in which they can either profit off those shares or well let's say it's at ten dollars a share right yeah. that they borrow from yeah and they're they manage to sell them for fifteen dollars a share mm -hmm. yeah then they make five dollars and then they pay back to ten dollars right yeah well maybe 
Yeah. I don't know how that works exactly, but yeah, they, I mean, we'll just say for the simple math. Something that's even better is they, they borrow the shares at, you know, $10 and they sell that at $10 and then the, and then they keep borrowing shares at 10 and then they, the, the stock goes down and then they only have to like pay back, I don't know, $5 a share. So they're, they're making money. Why did they only have to pay back $5 a share? Because they have to buy back those shares. So if they, if they I borrowed shares now. at $10 nope. and then the price keeps going down, they need to pay, get those shares back. So they have to buy them back from the, mm-hmm. the stock market, basically. So they'll buy all those shares back at like, you know, $5 and then give them, because they don't have to like, they don't have to pay back like the $10. They just have to give the back that many more shares. So if they oh, borrow a hundred shares from someone, they just want a hundred shares back. It doesn't matter what the price it is. It doesn't matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. You. That's yeah. But this is confusing, but it would. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. You're kind of wording it backwards, but I see yeah. where you're going with that. It's like if they I, had a hundred shares, right. Yeah. And they, and somebody has to borrow a hundred shares, mm-hmm. right. Then you're like, well, I anticipate that stock going down, so it's fine. You borrow them at, you know, ten dollars a share, right? And it goes down to five dollars a share, right? Well, they already sold it at ten dollars, so it doesn't really matter. And then they buy them all back at five dollars a share, and then repay their debt by swapping shares or assets, basically. Yeah. And then they can swap. Um, and there's a there's this thing called the dark pool where companies can basically exchange off the market yeah they do it it's like in the off hours of wall street they do it like it's off almost overnight off exchange trading so it doesn't affect the price because people are you know basically trading stocks with other companies and if they that can affect the the price of the stock market so if they do it off the exchange then it's not hurting the price of it so it's yeah but it's point. it also it seems like Pokemon cards, by yeah. the way. Well, dark pools are also kind of looked at as like uh, shady. Yeah, it's it's it. Well, riskier with a, with a name called dark pool. It just sounds shady, and it is shady because it it can affect the market poorly. It it can actually drive down the price of stocks. I only trade stocks in the Deadpool. Yeah. But that's just me and a bunch of guys in a movie theater watching Deadpool, which I've had to have seen a thousand times now. That's how I got my wealth. And it's always me and this weird guy who's trying to masturbate next to me. Like, <laughs> I don't understand his logic, but he's like, oh, yeah, money. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to scoot down a couple seats. And then I scoot down a couple seats. And it's just some guy who's sharpening his knife while watching the movie. And I'm like, how do I get into this weird trade agreement with you guys where I'm trading stocks in this weird ass hypothetical movie theater? It's just how it is. That's life. Yep. Yeah. Dark pools, though. So. I don't I'm, like them. No. I, it's but I'm not a hedge fund. Yeah, well, yeah, you're not profiting off of it, and it's easy to see why you wouldn't necessarily like it. Yeah, but but naked sharing is great because they can just they're 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 selling fake shares, and then they just have to buy them back when the price drops, and then <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Eventually, if they get caught, they might pay a fine, but they're making yeah. bank off of it. Mm-hmm. So. Let, I guess let me ask you this. What are some... I mean, because I've made investments in the past, right? Yeah. Are investments inherently... Um, do, you, do you view investments as inherently unethical? No. Or is investing in something fine? I think investing in something's fine. I think... As long as the market is healthy and you're making wise decisions and on, but I mean, like, I, don't know, I think, I think if you're investing in something that you like and enjoy, then I think it's fine. Uh, I yeah. think outside sources, if they're affecting that, 
then that's not ethical because you're basically cheating. <laughs> but well, and I seem to remember this situation where a person I once knew um, was working for a company, right? Yeah. And that company had basically his hedge fund. It the the stock dropped in price, mm-hmm. right? And his hedge fund kind of predicted that was going to happen, right? Yeah. So they got a bunch of people together, or a bunch of people with money together, mm-hmm. right? We'll, we'll just say I, because I have no idea what the real amount was, right? Um, we'll say that they got five hundred thousand dollars in order, mm-hmm. right? And it had to have been way more than that. But we'll just say that for the sake of argument. We'll just say this is a mid-sized business, but it was a large-scale business, right? Um, so they got like $500,000 in order, and they bought a bunch of shares so that they became the controlling interest of the company, mm-hmm. right? And then after they became the controlling interest, they decided that they were going to split the company in two, Um and they were going to sell the one company to somebody else, right? And then after that transaction went through, which only took like four months or something like that, right? Because they must have had a buyer in mind when they came yeah. to this sort of thing. Um, once they had a buyer in mind, they sold the other company and they made like, we'll just say they made a million dollars off the transaction. Okay. Right? from selling the other part of the company. Then they sold the remaining shares for about what they paid for them and went on their way and completely devastated a publicly traded business. Yeah. And like, you know, these people invested their lives in the company. You know what I mean? Like they... Well, usually there's all... not enough shares in the that are being publicly traded for one person to actually take control of it. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, and it might have been they they might have been like doing this over the course of months. I assume right. that maybe this was like a year long thing where they were just buying and buying and buying. Yeah, but they were buying it cheap because it went down in price. And I all I know is they made a killing off of it. Yeah, I mean, like it. How was that fair to the workers there? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> So it sounds like the business was doing uh, it was just bad business on their product. Probably they probably were just doing probably. Something. Yeah. It sounds like that they were just not being smart about how they were doing things. And then it went out of control. Yeah. I mean, I inherently don't think anything's wrong with investing in the stock market. I mean, it's, it, it almost seems like it's the only way to get ahead anymore. I don't know. I mean, I've always thought that if you're a reseller of pretty much anything, right, that you don't have to do much work. The only thing you're really, you really have to do is just be the salesperson for the product. So whether you're doing it by price point or whether you're doing it by going out and being like, hey, look at my new laser powered rifle. It'll shoot a (laughs) hole clean through somebody's head. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of what it is that you're doing. If you're not the person creating the product and putting in that R&D, yeah. it's a lot easier to to make a lot of profit off of it. I mean, take subcontractors as an example, right? Like if you're an electrician, but you're trying to expand a little bit, right? right. So let's say that you're an electrician and, well, that's a bad example. Let's say you're a carpenter, okay, instead. And you're looking to offer full home remodels, upgraded breaker panels, but you don't have the certifications yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Then, you know, it might be easy to get with your electrician buddy and be like, okay, so like, you know, what I do is this. I need a way to estimate your prices. And once I have that, then I'll sell your services and you won't even have to like worry about much. Just you know, we're a priority and, you know, just treat us like a regular client. And they're like, okay, well, we charge $150 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you kind of learn, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm bringing you business. So let's say that 
I give you $120 an hour, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, well, that's, that's fine because it's not much effort. And, you know, we're, we get, we have slow periods, especially if you can sneak in some work during the slow period, all will be fine. And then they sell that work for $200,000 through some, or sorry, for $200 an hour. Right. Um, with some sort of immaculate sales pitch or whatever. Right. right. Now for every hour of that electrician's job that they're selling, they're mm -hmm. profiting $80 an hour off of it. And that's kind of how a lot of businesses work anymore. I realize. Yeah. Somebody does the engineering for a product as an example. Right. And they're like, well, we'll sell you the patent for our new earbuds for like $20,000 and that gives you the rights to produce it and whatever. But then they do that with like, we'll just say 50 other companies too. Right. So $2,000, you know, it took them eight hours worth of time, maybe 40 hours worth of time to design these things. Right. And then they're selling it and they're, they made it as cheap as possible. And they're selling the patent for $2,000 or well, maybe not patent, but the rights for $2,000. Right. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, that's kind of a no brainer. And then somebody picks it up who has, we'll just say contacts in China. They make these things for $3 each, right? $4 each. We'll just say $5 each. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then they sell them for $20 a piece. Right. And it's a long game, but it's essentially the same thing with shareholders where you're not actually doing much. You've given, you bought the instructions off of somebody and you gave the instructions to somebody else. All you're doing is posting it on Amazon. Yeah, basically. You're just doing the marketing or the yeah. salesmanship. I mean, you're, you're basically just trying to sell shares to people that you're selling somebody else's work. Yeah. Or you're that's it. You're selling a hope that the company will do better. So if you're in the instance of shareholders, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd agree. But there's also like if I guess when I when I think of the stock market, I think of like retail uh, investors so like the average person just investing in i don't know like amazon or something you're just gonna you know buy a couple shares or, or maybe like a bunch of shares maybe you're 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 planning on buying a lot of shares of amazon or walt disney or something like that and then you're hope that that those shares go up so you're you collect you some companies also let you collect dividends off of it so you'll make like every quarter you'll get like a certain percentage based off how much money the stock did and things like that so you can make money that way you could also just sell high sell high and buy low so you'll you'll try and like just like do day trading and hope that you can make money buying low and selling high and some people and if you can't make money doing that maybe you can make money by like making a really appealing website where you're like you too can make five thousand dollars a month in passive income yeah well there's also people that will uh like this is more common with cryptocurrency and youtubers but like youtubers will say oh man this cryptocurrency is just gonna go through the roof so it's called like a pump and dump where they're trying to get a bunch of people to buy it which art which raises the price and so the original person bought really low and now they're just trying to get a bunch of people to buy it. So the stock goes up and then they can sell all their shares and then the price just dumps. Yeah. It's, and that's, that's a, the funny thing is like, well, that's both the cool and funny thing about like Bitcoin. Yeah. Right? Nobody actually knows who has shares and what, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you got so many Bitcoin dollars, like, nobody nobody has to know that yeah. it's all just traded like in secret yeah Bitcoin's so like it could be cryptocurrency is cur it could, uh, interesting like that too it could be that somebody owns like 50 percent of bitcoin and they're just waiting to crash it yeah they're they're living fine enough some people's accounts already are even like uh accessible because they lost a password and they can't get in and they only have x amount of yeah. tries to get into it um yeah but, it's yeah 
there's a uh, other things you can also make money mining crypto and that's just uh that just means that you're so the way that cryptocurrency works is it's it's on a network and blockchain all, technology yeah. and the way blockchain works is all these transactions are going through and every time a transaction goes through there needs to be like proof of that transaction so people aren't just like selling fake bitcoin basically so mm -hmm. all these computers are on the blockchain and they're basically proving that this transaction is real and every time you like every time that a a pool of computers tests this and makes sure that it is legit they get paid so they get paid like oh. x amount of money worth of bitcoin so what you're saying is that instead of a central banking system you have four banks doing the same exact thing but mm -hmm. it's all done automatically yeah so if the central bank gets hacked or has an error mm -hmm. right and there is no central bank within blockchain tech well they're probably no the there's not a but... there's not a banking system for basically it's like i'm going to use my let's say i'm mining bitcoin and now i have like well i was I was more just simplifying it. Oh, okay. Uh, it's even yeah. weirder than that, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, well, I mean, I've never invested in Bitcoin or yeah. had a mining rig. So, I, like, dude, I, I did mine a little I'm, bit, and I made like. Well, I was wrong to interject. Is all I'm trying to say. Oh, no, you're fine. So, I, it's, it's, it's even. It sounds really. It, it's sketchy, and it sounds sketchy when I explain it. <laughs> but because <laughs> like when i was mining i was basically just like proving um that transactions happened so i got so my computing my computer was computing these algorithms and then i was in a pool of people all kind of like trying to prove these transactions and when you do prove it you get paid and so now it's just like this hypothetical money sitting in some hypothetical bank that you can you that you can cash out or you can use it to buy other things with it if people accept bitcoin and so every time i bought it or cashed out there has to be now proof that those were real so now you're just like using your computing programming to prove that your own thing happened right but there's no like centralized thing about it it's just like this blockchain that it's a network yeah yeah one computer proves it and then another computer proves it and then another yeah. computer proves and all this it. programming is based off like there's no like server with all this information that you're testing it's just it's this, a bunch of interconnected yeah that's pieces of equipment it's just this like, I mean, it's just a bunch of computers yeah and they hold that information theoretically <laughs> if the, well and theoretically if the world's network went out mm -hmm. right there'd be no way to prove that you have bitcoin exactly but you need to take it out in the entire world which i'd love to see any one hacker do yeah any two hackers do any 50 hackers do and that's the reason that it's so secure yeah and because it, and there is no like <laughs> trace of it i mean you can trace it so if you uh if you take out if if like you're doing something illegal and you take out that bitcoin and move it to your wallet there there is you can monitor that so if you put your wallet on like the cloud or something like that you can just find out who owns the cloud and then go after them right but if yeah. you take that if you just like put it on like a thumb drive or something because you can withdraw it onto like your wallet there isn't really a mm -hmm. way for that to be tracked so people do use cryptocurrency for illegal things because it is harder to track it's basically well, like cash you know, it's digital it's digital cash you well you know why bitcoin existed in the first place right um someone thought that it would be nice to have a decentralized bank because they didn't trust the banking industry i mean that's kind of it yeah it's but you know how it gained popularity right uh, I don't remember. No. So if you circle back to probably early 2000s, 
right? Mm-hmm. There's a website on the dark web called Silk Road. Uh, and Silk Road was a website that sold a bunch of drugs to a bunch of people, right? And then they would get it to you somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't exactly know how that system worked because I would have thought that, like, you know, UPS dogs would have snipped it out or whatever, right? But this is before marijuana became legal, right? Mm. So let's say that you wanted to buy 50 pounds of marijuana. And let's say that that was $2,000 a pound. I have no idea what that, you know what I'm saying? Right. I have no idea. It's probably more than $2,000 a pound, but we're just going to use this for somewhat easy math, right? So you have somebody who's trying to, who's like, yeah, I got like 50 pounds of this shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And nobody in my network is going to buy it. So I want no traces of this coming to my bank account. Right. Yeah. Because that's how they, I mean, think about Al Capone during prohibition. Right. They caught him because the IRS figured out that something's really fucked up with your tax returns. <laughs> so people get, I mean, and that's understandable why people would be paranoid about that. Right. Right. So you probably got charged on like a tax fraud, basically. So more or less. Yeah. But then he ended up like dying in the streets during a shootout, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But maybe it wasn't Al Capone. I think it was Al Capone. Either way. um, So this was to Bitcoin became popular in that instance because it eliminated that sort of problem. You could have a Swiss bank account or some place that isn't going to release your banking records, mm-hmm. right? Drop the Bitcoin into a Swiss bank account, right? Right. And then who the fuck knows where you got the money from? Oh, well, I learned, I earned it. How much do you have in the Swiss bank account? Well, they're not going to tell you. So what the fuck do I care? This is how much that I brought in from it. And the, I paid the taxes on it. So you got no reason to like being, you know, past knowing where the money came from you got no reason to audit this yeah like james bond like makes it seem like you know swiss bank account super legal no it's i mean you could have a bank account in the caymans that'll do the same thing like international laws kind of like mud up the works so i don't know but continue with what you were saying i forget well i mean you remember uh like a couple months ago, Sam Bankman Freed, Freed, Fried, where he was, uh, he was running like the basically as hey, try to make cryptocurrency like a, a centralized bank where people can just deposit their cryptocurrency and they, they can make money off of it because of interest and whatnot. Do you remember that uh, whole thing? I didn't even hear about this whole thing. I've been living under a yeah. rock trying to pop train a toddler. So, <laughs> so basically, this guy. Whereas running like a cryptocurrency bank and people would invest in cryptocurrency using this guy's stuff and he was promising returns and then he would make his own cryptocurrency and base off and basically just like kind of trade his cryptocurrency basing it off of a price of another cryptocurrency and Mm-hmm. He was just like kind of making artificial prices based off other cryptocurrencies. And it was like this huge fraud thing and he got in trouble and arrested. <laughs> and that's kind yeah. of how stock markets work too, but it's legal because they use dark pools to manipulate prices and they buy and sell stocks without actually owning them and then they well it is, it's a little bit more complicated because there's people that have real money into it rather than just like this guy that's using cryptocurrency to scam out millionaires and billionaires rather than just like our system that is entirely run by the stock market corporations and millionaires and billionaires and trillionaires and if something like a bank goes down it could ruin our economy like if if morgan stanley ever like gets in trouble for their hedge funds i mean that's just gonna crash the economy because they're like the 
the biggest bank that we have in America. Um, but they, I didn't even know that Morgan Stanley existed until just now. I was looking and I'm like, huh, I thought it was JP Morgan. Yeah. But I'm sure that it's, I mean, like, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, it's. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. They're the top tier JP Morgan right. below them. But they're also just like a hedge fund also. And they're just doing the exact same thing that this cryptocurrency person's doing, but they're just doing it in such a way because the laws are saying that they're allowed to do it. Yeah. Until it crashes oh. the economy and we have like another 2008 fiasco. But we're just waiting for that to happen. Oh. Well, yeah, and I'll get into that in just a moment. All right, let's stop there for now, and we'll come back to this in part two when we finish up this discussion. All right, have a good one. Goodbye. Goodbye.